Hi, I'm Mark Schroeder and welcome to my podcast. I'm a Christian who's convinced that the Bible is true and actually is the best way to get to know God, the one who has saved us in Jesus. This podcast is a collection of Bible bits and pieces, Bible talks that I've given in all kinds of contexts. You see, I'm an ordained Anglican minister working in Sydney, Australia as a college chaplain. My main role is to teach the Bible in a Peter 12 Anglican school. But also from time to time, I preach in church, I speak at youth groups, or I teach the Bible at other youth events. I hope that this podcast is a great way of you getting to know God a little bit better and helping you to figure out what it means to live for Him because of the saving work of Jesus Christ. Hi everyone, welcome back. Uh, This next podcast is something a little bit different from normal. Uh, This one is a talk that I gave at my old Bible college. Uh, Anglican Youth Works College is a Bible college that specialises in training um, people to be youth and children's ministers. Uh, And I actually attended this college back in 2001, 2002, uh, and then later returned to do a little bit more study there as well. Uh, I love this college. It's really great. Check it out if you don't know about it. But also I was invited back to come and speak at the weekly uh, chapel that they have. Um, so this uh, this Bible talk is on Psalm 96 uh, and it's to a group of, um, of tertiary Bible college students. I just want to apologise a little bit for the quality of the audio. Uh, the building which we have chapel in uh, at Youth Works College is quite a big old building and it's very echoey. Uh, so I hope you can uh, hear everything okay. Uh, the audio quality is just a bit different than normal. Anyhow, uh, enjoy this next one. Uh, so I wonder what gets you out of bed in the morning. <laughs> like, I wonder what it is for you. Uh, at the moment, we've got a brand new puppy. Uh, his name's Silas. He's a mixed breed dog. We've got no idea what he is. He came from Forbes. We picked him up from Crow's Nest. Uh, my vet tells me he's going to be massive. Uh, but at the moment, he, uh, like clockwork, at five to seven in the morning, he's at the door and he's whinging and he's crying. He wants his breakfast and he wants it now. I wonder what gets you out of bed in the morning. Uh, maybe for you, as you lie in bed and you think, I'm so comfy and cosy in my bed at the moment, and I know that any minute now, as I swing my feet out of the covers and on the ground, it is just go time. And so for you, you think, what gets me out of bed right now is the fact that I've got scripture in an hour. Maybe it's the fact you've got to be on a train so you can get to college at just the right time for the beginning of the lecture. Maybe you've got youth group on that evening and you still haven't written your talk and so you've got to get up and you've got to do some work. Maybe it's just a whole pile of admin that's before you and you're like, I've got to get up, I've got to do this admin, I've got to get it now. Maybe it's study. Maybe it's a part-time job at Macca's. Maybe it's kids club that is on that day and you've got 100 kids descending on your church and it's like game on and you've got to go. Maybe it's just a difficult family situation where you've got to get up and you've got to engage. What is it that gets you up and out of bed in the morning? Maybe sometimes it's something that is forced upon you, right? So for me, kids come and jump on me in the morning sometimes and I've got no other option but to get out and to change a festy nappy. Maybe it's you're at youth camp and you can hear year eight girls down the corridor running and screaming like wild, crazy kids out of Lord of the Flies or something. You're like, I'm forced to get up right now. (laughs) Sometimes the thing that gets you out of the day might be just out of necessity. You have to get up and you have to get going because if you get going, you're going to get paid on that day. 
Maybe it's the need for a pass mark. If I don't go to college right now, I'm not going to pass this subject and I'm done for and I've got to pay my fees and I've got to do that college course all over again. Maybe it's just an age issue and you've just got to get up and pee. I don't know what it is for you. (laughs) Maybe it's just a rhythm thing. You know, your body clock. Maybe you don't need an alarm clock. And so at right on seven o'clock, your body just goes, I'm awake. And you're like, I'm go time. And you just get up and you get going. And the motions of life just begin. What is it that gets you out of bed in the morning? And of course, what I mean by that is what is it that motivates you, right? What is it that motivates you as you start every day? Well, Psalm 96 is one psalm in book number four of the Psalms, which is a section which probably commemorates God's saving work for Israel as God saves them from Egypt. A section which could be called the Exodus Collection. And this psalm says to Israel, and I think it says to us as well, get up and sing up. Get up and sing up, like get out of bed and sing to the Lord a new song. Verses 1 to 3. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name, proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvellous deeds among all the people. Up until the time of the Exodus, There was very little reason, right, for the nations, those who did not belong to God, to have heard about the Lord, to have heard about Yahweh, this Lord of Israel. For what has he done publicly that they would know about him? What do they know about him publicly to prove his rule and his kingship? Well, things have drastically changed, haven't they? God has acted. God has come and he has saved Israel and now there is a new song for Israel to sing about the work of the Lord. For he has done incredible things. He has the might and the power. He has come and he has rescued his people from a mighty nation, this mighty nation called Egypt. And so there is a new song to sing. Sing to the Lord a new song, verse 1. But what is this new song? Well, it's a song for Israel to praise God and to proclaim to all of the nation, verse 2, about God's salvation. To declare, verse 3, God's glory and marvellous deeds and to say among all of the nation that the Lord reigns, down there in verse 10. God has saved. He is great. He is glorious. This God, Yahweh, he reigns. He is the Lord. He is the King. Psalm 96 is a song for the Israelites to sing to the nations. Israel have been saved and it ought to get them out of bed in the morning. And they ought to get out of bed in the morning singing this new song. And then as we read on in Psalm 96, we see the details of it, right? In verses 4 to 10. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, all you families of the nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendour of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. 
You see, the Lord is great, verse 4. He is worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all the other gods of the nations. God is better than those gods, verse 4. All those other gods, what are they? Idols. Merely idols. Imagine, right, all the gods come together for a running race. Simple 100-meter sprint. There's all of them lined up, and there's Yahweh. The gun goes off. Who runs? Only Yahweh. The others have got nothing but not Yahweh. He made the heavens, verse 5. God is magnificent. He is beautiful beyond measure. He is mighty and he is glory, uh, glorious, verse 6. And it's these attributes of the Lord that need to be regarded or they need to be ascribed to the Lord by the nations. Do you notice in that section four times it mentions that Israel declare among the nations or among all peoples, or to the families of the nations, to say among the nations the Lord reigns. As Israel get up and they sing this new song, so they put before the nations the saving power of the Lord and also an opportunity for the nations to respond to the Lord. It's necessary for the nations to regard Yahweh as glorious and strong, verse 7. To ascribe to the Lord the glory that's due to his name, verse 8. To bring him offerings, verse 8. To worship him, verse 9. To tremble before him, verse 9. As Israel sing it, sing this song, this new song that is to be sung, so the nations know about our great God. And so they can respond like Jethro in Exodus 18. Have a look at Exodus 18 with me. God has done mighty things in Egypt. He rescues Israel from Pharaoh and his armies. He leads them through. They get water. All that stuff happens. All the manna and the quail has happened as well. And then Jethro comes and he pays Moses a visit in chapter 18. And look at verse 10. Jethro said, Praise be to the Lord who rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians and of Pharaoh and who rescued the people from the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all other gods, for he did this to those who had treated Israel arrogantly. Now he knows. And so as Israel sing this new song, so the nations will know too. The Lord reigns and so Israel have this new song to sing for he has come and he has saved. But also he will come and he will judge. When Israel sing, the nations will know that the Lord reigns, not the idols. So also when Israel sing, the nations will know that God is going to come to judge the earth. Have a look at verse 10, starting at the second half of verse 10. The world is firmly established, it cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens rejoice, let the peoples be glad, let the sea resound and all that is in it, let the fields be jubilant and everything in them, let all the seas of the forest sing for joy, let all creation rejoice before the Lord, for he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. 
So like the heavens, the sea, the fields, the trees, like all of creation, verse 13, the nations need to rejoice and resound and be jubilant. They need to sing for joy before the Lord, for they now know that he reigns. And also that he is coming to judge in righteousness. If they, the nations, are still sitting in front of those idols when he comes back, boy, it's not going to end well. Psalm 96. It's a new song for the nations to sing. Sorry, it's a new song for the nations to know the reigning and the saving Lord, but also for the nations to forget the idols and to prepare for the Lord's coming. For Israel, this song is the thing which should get them up every morning. There is a song to be sung to the nation, so get up. God has saved. He has come. God is coming and he's going to judge. So turn from idols and ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. But the thing is, it's the same for us too, right? We have a new song to sing. A song about God's saving work in us through the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is what should get you out of bed in the morning. This is what should motivate your study. This is what should motivate your ministry. This is what should motivate your life. We have a song to sing. It is worth singing. It's so much better than any of the other songs in the world. In fact, all of those other songs, they're not even songs. It's not even music in comparison to the song that we have to sing of the, God, of the Lord's saving work for us. So, youth works, college students, sing up. Be motivated to sing in your ministry. Be a singer of all of the Lord's work to save and then keep on singing. I get it, right? Sunday afternoon, you've had a busy morning at church. You might go home for a sneaky toasted sandwich, put on the Ugg boots for a moment as you might do some more preparation or you just watch an episode of something. And then it's like 4.30, getting close to 5 o'clock. You know, 6 o'clock church service is coming on and you're like, oh, I'm so tired, I just want to keep these Uggies on. Actually, I want to put my flannies on and go to bed. But no, sing. Get up and sing. Be motivated to get up, get to church. Same with Friday night youth. Sometimes it feels like they just won't listen. But nevertheless, get to church, get to youth and sing. Sing the new song to the nation that is in your youth group. Or scripture when it's just a hard slog. Can't scripture just be tough sometimes? Get there, sing. Even if it seems like no one is becoming a Christian, keep on singing. Sing to the Lord a new song. Declare to the nations that our God reigns. Or sing up. And be motivated to keep on sinning. Uh, And I reckon that this should motivate your study here at college. Study hard at college because at college you are learning the very song that you need to sing. I remember coming to college and sitting up the back with my friends. And it was the day before, days before iPhones and we were playing Snake. (laughs) And Dad said, I remember sitting there next to my friend playing Snake while... Graham Stanton, if you're listening, Graham, I'm sorry, was up the front and he was teaching good stuff. And we were there playing snake. What? Listen at college. Pay attention 
because you are learning the song that needs to be sung to the nations. I know that P's get degrees or P's get advanced diplomas, whatever it would be. (laughs) But you have two dedicated years here to learn. So get into it. And then lastly, sing to yourself. Get up in the morning and sing to yourself. Sing to the Lord a new song to yourself. Proclaim his salvation to yourself. Declare his glory to yourself. State his marvellous deeds ever before you to yourself. And then you will know Yahweh. Then you will know that he reigns. And that ought to motivate you and get you up every day. The Lord has saved, hasn't he? And there is a song, and this song is worth singing. And this is something which ought to get you out of bed every morning. So get up. Sing up. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mighty work in us to save us. You do indeed reign. You are great and most worthy of praise. Lord, we pray that we would proclaim your salvation day after day, that we would declare your glory among the nations, your marvellous deeds among all people. Lord, every day remind us of your work in us and help us to get up and to sing up. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I hope that was an encouraging opportunity for you to learn something more from God's word about how he has loved us and how he has saved us and who he calls us to be in Jesus. Feel free to get in contact with me via Twitter at MRK underscore Schroeder.